It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We haven't used this bumper in a while, so I figured I'd use it. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. A lot to get to today, including some off-season discussion on Twitter. At James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, LockedOnBengals.com, Spotify, all of the different... I always get these mixed up because there's like every single one. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, Locked On Bengals is there. And I have to... It's a quick thank you is in order. A quick thank you is in order. Let me read a message here that I got earlier today. Last week was one of your best rated weeks ever. Last time we had a week like we did last week, it was when the Bengals were still in it playoff wise. So it's been a while. So thanks to each and every one of you. We had a huge January. So the fact that we had an even better February, thank you so much. It's only going to get better from here because I didn't want to. I did this last year on the podcast, and I felt like it was redundant. And I didn't want to ramp up my hardcore breaking down each prospect on the podcast too early because then it gets redundant. And instead, now we're getting into March, free agency. My offseason plan will be up at LockedOnBengals.com this week. I expanded upon it more so than yesterday when I, I said, yeah, I'm going to have it to you. And then I looked and I was like, well, I'm missing this, this, this. I want to talk about this. I want to look at this free agent. So, um, yeah, it, it will be there. I want it to be comprehensive. I want it to be lengthy, and I want it to be for the diehard fans. So that coming up shortly. But thanks to all of you who have listened to the Locked on Bengals podcast, made it what it is, and uh, be sure to tell your friends because you get your daily dose of the Bengals and you do it in a concise amount of time. By the way, Joe Goodberry is scheduled to join us Friday, this Friday. I can't wait to talk to him about the idea that a lot of people have had. And it's Teddy Bridgewater. And a lot of people have, have looked at this multiple different ways. And there's a poll question, at Locked on Bengals on Twitter. Would you be on board with the Bengals signing quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to compete with Andy Dalton in 2018? You have four options. All right. As I record this, we have nearly 200 votes in the four options. Yes, have them compete. No, spend the money elsewhere. Yes, Teddy is better. No, Andy is way better. And it's not in that order. It's actually opposite. I read it from the, the bottom up. And right now, 45% of you say, yes, have them compete. 30 say, no, spend the money elsewhere. 6% say, no, Andy is way better. 19 say, yes, Teddy is better. So 64% say, yes, sign Teddy Bridgewater. That's a huge number to me. And I get it, Andy Dalton's like score is low. And I tweeted this out earlier today. It was just a play of Teddy Bridgewater, and he moves his feet, makes a great throw, and I, I put, is Andy Dalton way better than Teddy? And I, and I said, is he uh, being funny? And people came at me in a lot of ways. Some saying that Andy Dalton takes a sack in that situation. Others... Say it's one Jeff. Come on, man. We could find one of Dalton. Others say no. Back and forth. I'm getting a lot of different responses to this. And here's the thing. I'm on board 
with the signing of a veteran quarterback to compete with Andy Dalton. Like a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who a lot of draft Knicks, like Joe Goodberry a couple years ago, like Joe and I have worked together in some capacity, whether it's just conversating about the Bengals for years. And I I talked to Joe about this. I remember during the draft, he loved Teddy Bridgewater. I'll be completely honest with you. I was a Manziel guy. I thought Manziel had it, whatever the hell it was, the playmaking ability, able to move on the fly, et cetera, et cetera. I just didn't know he was an alcoholic and an addict. You know, I mean, that's what he is. He was an addict, and it, it derailed his career, and he didn't have the best size. But Bridgewater was a guy that a lot of people wanted the Bengals to pick instead of Darquez Denard. And they didn't, obviously. They picked Darquez Denard. And now there are people out there that think the Bengals should consider signing him. There are. There, there really are. And I, you could sell me on the idea. But here's the thing, just a spoiler. I don't have the Bengals signing a free agent quarterback in my offseason plan. I don't. And the reason I don't is because I think if you're going after a quarterback, you need a, a low money type of QB. Look, you already got $16 million spent in Andy Dalton over the next three years, 16 to $17 million. Draft one. The contract matters. I'm all about it. Look, here's the thing. Like, I could talk about, oh, yeah, Lamar Jackson, sign him or, or draft him, and I will get into that, or Baker or whatever quarterback you like. But ultimately, he's going to be Andy's backup. You really think that Marvin Lewis is going to say, yeah, Teddy, in- I mean, that's instant quarterback controversy. Instant, 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 instant. I just don't think they'd pay big money for that. Now, if one fell in the second round, they might draft one. Could see that. Hell, I think they should consider it with the 12th pick. But regardless, and in my offseason plan, by the way, they could do whatever they wanted with the 12th pick. Because, look, I'm spending money in the offseason plan. And one other thing, they're cutting people. This ain't, this ain't and it's some loyalty business where we keep these veterans around. Now, you, you trend the fat if you're the Bengals this offseason if I was running the show. But... With that being said, Teddy Bridgewater, there's a reason he wasn't mentioned in my offseason plan. I'm not adding him either. Like the idea, like the player, not sure I take him when I have Andy Dalton. Now, if it was sign Teddy, draft one, trade Andy, and get three first-round picks or something crazy, all right, now we're on board. You got established, you got rookie, you got a bunch of picks. But outside of that, you're going to pay Teddy Bridgewater 12 per, 13 per? You're already paying Andy Dalton 16, 17. So I, I just I don't see it being a, a possibility. But vote. Vote at Lockdown Bengals, the poll question, right now. I'm James Rapine. This is the Lockdown Bengals podcast. A few other things I wanted to get into today, including a potential rule change in the NFL that could help the Bengals could also hurt the Bengals, and I'll explain why next. I'm James Rapine. Make sure you follow on Twitter at LockedOnBengals, at James Rapine. And today, Locked On Reds out. And speaking of that, if you're a Reds fan, please subscribe. LockedOnReds.com, at LockedOnReds on Twitter. Also, check it out on iTunes and Megaphone. We'll get on to the other platforms right now. We're on iTunes and Megaphone. So make sure you check that out. It's the Locked On Reds podcast.
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. By the way, if you're a fan of the Locked On Bengals podcast, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Scroll on over to iTunes. And even if you don't listen to it regularly on iTunes, can you leave us a five-star review? I would love that. I would love that. If you could do that for me, that would be great. You don't even, honestly, you could leave a little description of what you want, but either way, leave a five-star review. That would be the best thing. I, I mean, obviously, I love that you listen anyways. But let people know how you feel about the podcast because we're at four and a half stars right now. And... It was because of a few early reviews, a few early reviews that were mixed, and, and I totally understand it. I want to get that back up to five, and we can get it back up to five by getting some more reviews in there. So please do me a favor, do that. But uh, on this NFL thing, because it's interesting to me, this NFL rule change that multiple people have written about, and I think it could affect the Bengals, and, and here's the rule change, and here's why, to me, it, it's good and bad. All right, so the rule change is simple. Instead of the spot foul pass interference calls, it now becomes a 15-yard interference penalty. So if you have a pass interference 50 yards downfield, the offense is only given 15 yards. And that's exactly how the college game does it. People have talked about that. And I get it, right? You don't want offenses to be able to get 50 yards on a pass interference. And you look at the stats, the the NFL defenses who gave up the most yards on defensive pass interference last season— it's the Giants with 273 yards, and then it's the Bengals at 267. They got shredded against the Titans for doing this. I'm pretty sure it was the Titans where they were just grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Um, but to me, there's good and bad to it. Certainly, it helps Dre Kirkpatrick, the rest of the cornerbacks, because they can grab if they need to if they get beat. Here's the problem. How many times, and this isn't an anti, anti-Andy Dalton thing. It's just the fact of the matter. How many times does A.J. Green get past the defender? Past the defender, and he's going deep, and he's open, and he's ready to catch it, and he's going to catch it, and the ball floats up there, and the defender gets there. A.J. Green still catches it sometimes, but the defender's back with him because he has to wait on the ball. That could be interference. Like, if I'm 50 yards downfield and I'm a corner, and I'm beat and I catch up and I can stop him from catching it, I'm going to just grab his arms. 15 yards or 50? Which one? Oh, my God. Double move? I'm grabbing him. John Ross, double move? I'm pulling him to the ground. And that's it. That's it. That's how I look at it, period. So it'll be interesting to see if this rule does happen, what in this rule change does happen, what kind of impact it has. Obviously, I think about the Bengals, how it impacts them. The good? Drake Kirkpatrick shouldn't get beat as much. The bad, A.J. Green, well, they might interfere with him more. They might grab him more. They might pull him more. And Andy Dalton, he's as good as some of you think he is. He's missed, we can all agree, he's missed deep balls to A.J., a ton of them. And so that would be the concern there. But the rule change overall, I get it. I understand it. I hope it's like college where it doesn't really impact the game much. It's not like I see a bunch of college cornerbacks doing that and racking up a penalty. 
But I'm worried about it. Maybe the Bengals, maybe that happens in the NFL and it hurts A.J. Green. Think about it. If you're the Titans or if you're the insert whatever team that doesn't have a premier wide receiver, this isn't a bad thing. The people that have to go up and players in in organizations that have to go up against Julio Jones and A.J. Green and Odell Beckham, those are the ones that are like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is great. We can interfere 35 yards downfield, and it's a 15-yard penalty. And then the other thing is what happens if it, it happens in the end zone? Do you put it at the two still? I would. Should they? I don't know. We'll see. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you vote in the poll question. Please vote in the poll question. Would you be on board with the Bengals signing quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to compete with Andy Dalton? Right now, 45% say yes, have them compete. 29% say no, spend the money elsewhere. 20% say yes, Teddy is better. No, Andy is way better, say 6% of you. Um, One quote, uh, one tweet here from Richard. Oh, dear God, please don't tell me people are honestly suggesting Teddy Bridgewater is better than Dalton. He could be. He could be. Now, I'm not saying he is. He could be, though. With that being said, the could be, Lamar Jackson could be, Baker Mayfield could be, Josh Allen could be, Sam Darnold could be, Josh Rosen could be, who's the kid from uh, Oklahoma State? He could be, Rudolph, all those guys, Mason Rudolph. So any of them could be, and that's why I would draft one. Pay double-digit millions of dollars for Teddy Bridgewater, which is what he should get? I don't think so. You know who should consider him? The Browns. I'm dead serious. A.J. McCarron or Teddy Bridgewater? I'd go Teddy Bridgewater. And think about it. If you're the Browns, and I'm not going to get into a Browns, Browns rant, you could go Teddy Bridgewater and then trade back out of the fourth pick. They got the first overall pick. They could take whoever they want. Trade down from one of those two and still end up with, like, Lamar. That would be what I would do, potentially. Hard to pass up on Rosen and Darnold. Hard to, because everyone says all those are shoo-ins. But if you could get Teddy Bridgewater, and then a guy like Lamar Jackson with his upside behind him, people are like, that's such a Browns thing to do, pass up on a quarterback. Just just an idea. Just an idea. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Um, One other thing here before we go today, and it was um, – it was something that you could check out or will be able to check out, LockedOnBengals.com. Solomon Tentman, going to get him on the podcast this week. He's done player spotlights, and there's good ones from Waquan Smith to Tremaine Edmonds and others at LockedOnBengals.com. And Solomon texts me, and he said, oh, man, there's this linebacker I'm looking at right now, and it's going to be – let me see if I can get this linebacker's name right. It's going to be live on the site tonight. And it is – this is a tough one. His name is Leighton Vander Esch. He's a linebacker from Boise State. And I'm reading about him. And this piece, again, will be up at LockdownBengals.com tonight. So if you're listening to this and it's 6 or 7, might not be up yet. You can check it. Check our our Twitter feeds for it to to come out. He loves him. And Solomon's a former college linebacker, played at the University of Cincinnati. I've known him for a long time evaluating him, and I'm like, huh, Leighton Vander Esch. And I started reading about him on other other evaluations because the beauty of what Solomon does, and I talked to him about this, I don't want him reading other people's evaluations. I want him watching the tape and getting his own opinion. 
and then writing about it at LockedOnBengals.com because I want his honest opinion, and I want you to get something unique. And he loves him. Everyone talks about Raquan Smith and Tremaine Edmonds. This Leighton Vander Esch, if he's there with the 46th pick, he might be able to get me on board. Might be able to get me on board. We'll uh, certainly have more on him in the upcoming days. I'll have to get Solomon Tentman on this podcast this week to talk about Leighton Vander Esch and the rest of the linebackers, the rest of the tackles he's evaluated. We haven't even gotten to centers yet. I'm trying to go little by little. Again, I don't want you guys to get bored with the draft talk. So we're trying to do it slowly but surely. And it'll ramp up, believe me, because I'm a big draft guy. With the Combine this weekend, probably have another guest this week at some point. Paul Daner Jr. of the Enquirer. I was at um, a cafe this morning having a little bit of breakfast, like 9 a.m. And Paul Daner Jr., he was there. And he comes up to me and starts talking. He's like, yeah, I'm going to the Combine tomorrow. So going to get him on the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Joe Goodberry. Solomon Tentman, I mean, man, we might be guest heavy the rest of the week. It might be just guest on guest on guest. We'll see about that. Thank you so much for listening today. We'll be back at it tomorrow on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked on Bengals. Please, please, please give us reviews on iTunes. Five stars. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.